Good morning, Tappers, and welcome back to another episode of Crime on Tap. Now, this week's episode is going to be a little bit lonely, like I'm already getting a little bit sad thinking about recording this episode alone, but Megan is currently away right now dealing with some family matters, so it's just going to be me on today's episode, which... I hope everyone's okay with that. You know, I could talk all day, so it isn't an issue for me, but I definitely wanted to give Megan the time to handle her family matters accordingly, to not have any pressure on her, to edit a podcast, to research topics, or just really have to do anything this week but to be with her family and to spend time with them. So it's going to be just me today on this on this Monday morning. Be rest assured that Megan will be back in action on Friday, so she'll be back. Megan, if you're listening, we love you. The Crime on Tap family love you. The Tappers are here by your side in support of you, and um, we are excited for you to be back on Friday. But nonetheless, here we are on this Monday morning uh, with yours truly here on Crime on Tap, and really excited to be filming my first solo episode. I've always kind of had a fear, like me and Megan, like we vibe off each other. We had just to get that energy together where when we record it's a totally different vibe so and I was kind of scared like to do it by myself so here we are bear with me everybody I'm gonna try to handle this myself thank you guys so much for joining me on another episode of crime on tap this morning if you guys are loving the content that crime on tap is putting out be sure to follow us over on our instagram at crime on tap pod um we are definitely more active than we used to be before so you know we could be more active but you know it's it's a work in progress we're getting there I mean if you guys listened to last week's episode friday's episode you you know that we're getting noticed by like big names out there arthur brand is a big fan of the crime on tap pod and we are still seeking to get him on the podcast but um yes get over there on crime on tap pod um we'll be sharing um different things in the news updating you guys when we're posting and yeah it's just a good vibe over there so join the community be sure to listen on all the major streaming platforms specifically we're on spotify spotify is our fave so get over there on spotify and leave us five stars um it really does help us with the algorithm boost we thank you guys so much for just being a part of the tapper community and honestly i mean it's so weird like it really it's so weird filming just by myself because i'm having to think of everything myself with two people it's easier because you can just like vibe off each other but now i'm like okay what do i go into next and um obviously next as everyone knows you know it's the poor before the four so um it's just me today doing my poor so i'm drinking by myself but honestly it's an early saturday morning when i'm filming this so i'm i got my coffee you know I am a Nespresso boy now. I have my little Nespresso with a hazelnut creamer and a touch of vanilla syrup. So that's what I'm drinking today. And honestly, it's what I need this morning to get through the day. I have a very busy day today. I'm recording this early 8 a.m. So I can record it early and then edit it later and then have it prepped for Monday. So I need this coffee right now and then probably two other coffees for the remainder of the day. I mean... I'm just being honest. That is what I'm going to need today to get through it. I have a very exciting episode planned for everybody. You know, just the usual crime, what's in the news episode. Very excited. Without further ado, everybody, how about we shift it into gear? Because Hot Toppies are here. All right, everybody. So our first story today um, is in regards to one of my favorite queens. Honestly, you know, she is a very problematic person. Um, she has an interesting history, an interesting past, but I honestly, I love watching her. Any show with, any show that involves her, I am there watching for 
the craziness that's about to ensue. I'm talking about the one and only Farah Abraham. If you guys are like myself and Megan, we grew up in that era where Teen Mom was like, I mean, the first episode of Teen Mom just came out and it was a big show. Honestly, I can compare Teen Mom to kind of like Jersey Shore at the time. Jersey Shore at that time, I have so many embarrassing, very embarrassing old Facebook posts regarding Jersey Shore. Like, the cabs are here. Like, I was just making status updates for no fucking reason regarding Jersey Shore and, like, when the next episode was coming out. Like, it was insane. But I believe that Teen Mom is pretty comparable to Jersey Shore. And also, both of them are still on. Teen Mom is still on and Jersey Shore is still on. So it's honestly like that programming has been going on for so fucking long. Anyways, back to Farrah Abraham. She is in the news recently for um, taking time for her mental and physical health after her alleged sexual assault last year. This was a huge story that broke last year around May of 2021. It was going on um, a little bit earlier in April where four women came out against this mayor. The mayor's name was Dominic Fapoli. Of course, it's another name. Like, why can't these names just be simple? Like, of course, it's so hard to pronounce. Dominic Fapoli. F-O-P-P-O-L-I. Someone please tell me how to say that because I'm just, I feel like I'm doing a disservice to everybody we ever talk about on this podcast. <laughs> but anyways, Dominic Fapoli was accused of four women in early April leading to five other women speaking out. So these four women came out and alleged sexual assault and misconduct against uh, Mr. Fapoli. Um, now, he's also being accused of rape, unwanted exposure. Now, there's a woman... Oh, also, did I mention he was the mayor of Windsor, uh, California? And one of the four women that came out, her name was Esther Lemus. Lemus, oh my god. These names, I swear. And she was a councilwoman who alleged that the former mayor drugged her on two different occasions and forced sex with her. Now, also another woman, um, the former Sonoma uh, Sonoma mayor, Rachel Hudley, is another woman who accused Mr. Fapoli of sexual misconduct, where she alleges that he climbed on top of her in a hotel room six years prior after a night of drinking and exposed, her, exposed himself without her consent. So is this man just, like, climbing on top of women and, like, shaking his dick at them? Like, what is going on? I mean, that's all she's alleging. She's not even alleging that he touched her or had sex with her. She's solely alleging that he exposed himself to her without her consent. I mean, I know, I'm not trying to, like, fetish shame here, but there are a lot of kinks like that where men simply get off like they don't even need to have sex to get off they can simply just like expose themselves or have like a surprise fetish where they they like they like that moment of like shock in somebody else's or like someone's reaction to them doing something shocking and that's how they get off so i mean i totally see that this is the type of guy that is doing this because it was absolutely non-consensual and unwanted and that was probably something that would get him off later on like he probably thought about that day for years to come and thought about like how hot that was and how crazy like oh my god like oh my god i exposed myself to her and she didn't even 
want it. Like, that was so crazy. And now since, uh, Farrah Abraham was also one of the nine women, and she filed her police report back on April 2nd of 2021. And in this police report, according to a redacted copy of the police report, the crime is currently listed as sexual battery. And Farrah Abraham is not stopping here. So if you guys don't know who Farrah Abraham is, fucking crazy. Like, if something like this is gonna happen to Farrah Abraham... You, I mean, you are better off going to Ukraine right now. Was that too soon? I'm sorry. But honestly, you do not want to be against Farrah Abraham. She will take you down. Now, Farrah Abraham's lawyer has told People Magazine that she has physical evidence from the incident that she gave to police. I don't know what she's got, but apparently there's going to be a full investigation into this. I mean, there has been. This isn't really the the update. There's a better, there's a newer update to the story, but I'm just giving you guys a little backstory on what happened here. Nine people came out against this mayor. He has resigned and the town says they're so happy he resigned because they didn't have to waste all this money on a recall election. He is doing it for the people, honestly. Wow, good for him. Saving that town so much money. Farrah recently posted that she's being checked into a, a trauma treatment center after her um, sexual assault that happened last year. And she's taking time for her own healing. I want to play this clip. I mean, it's honestly better just to hear it right from her um, than for me to like paraphrase what she said. So honestly, this is her giving her update on admittance to a trauma treatment center. There's really no easy way of saying this. So I am taking a moment before I am headed to a treatment for trauma, a trauma treatment center for 28 days. And with me being off social or away um i just wanted to say so no one else could make up anything um i just wanted to share and be open since that's what i hear so many say that no one really shares their care for themselves or mental health and i would say our healing is a true way of showing our wealth and our success so i am taking time for my healing i have ignored people for over 11 months after um, having a sexual assault um, and having like my whole body break down, my whole brain break down. And I think others who go through a lot of trauma, whether that's physical attacks, like we've seen me go through this year, um, mental matter, your traumas, whether they're physical, mental, people see them, people don't see them. I wanted to just take the time and say, I am grateful for my family for hanging with me this year in one of my hardest years. I am grateful for understanding our unexplainable because it has screwed up my head. So I am looking forward to understanding more medically what I can do for myself and transition. Sending love and light to those who want to improve their lives, untraumatize themselves. And I hope you guys can look into a treatment trauma center near you and get the help and the support that you deserve. And I look forward to a brighter future for my family, for my work colleagues, and for my career. It's been a journey to get here, and sometimes it's very hard to step away from work because I'm a workaholic, but it has really affected my life, and I don't want that anymore. So, sending so much love, and I'm just wishing the best for everyone, and thank you for your support and your support to my family at this time. I mean, queen. Honestly, good for you, Farah. I mean, she is taking time out of her busy life. She is honestly so busy. She has like three different businesses. The only one I can recall is she has like a Froyo, a frozen yogurt business. Like that's so odd. I feel like, 
But I know that's like one of her businesses is like a Froyo company. I don't know if she still has that or not. But anyways, yes, that message from Farah was so heartfelt. As someone who's a fan of Farah, that's not like really who she's really is. You know, she's really kind of like this got this like bad bitch energy. Like she can handle her own. She doesn't need help from anybody. She can take care of it herself. But I'm glad that she's finally um, taking time for herself to get things taken care of, to fix herself, honestly, after what happened to her a year ago. And she said it herself. I mean, she hasn't talked to anybody. She has cut everybody off for 11 months and is really trying to just focus on herself now, taking time for herself to fix what happened. So, I mean, really, that's the update that we have on Farah. She's being checked into a trauma treatment center. I just wanted to bring this little Farah Abraham update because I feel like she's always got so much going on in her life. She's almost comparable to Britney Spears, I feel like. I feel like she's a good character to have on the show and somebody that we can talk about further along. So yeah, I mean, that's the Farrah Abraham update. She's being checked into a trauma treatment center. All right, so moving along into our next story, this one is fucking insane, and it just recently happened, so I'm glad we were reporting it here on Carmen Tap, and we'd be sure to keep you guys updated if anything further happens. But this one involves, you know, how big I am to, like, the MMA community. You guys know that, like, there's, like, a big... Like, people are really serious about this, like fighting stuff there's like a community of people who really enjoy pay-per-view pay-per-viewing like is that still a thing i remember back in the day like me and my brother used to pay to watch like wwe like matches or something and like you had a pay-per-view is it pay-per-view paper is it pay-per-view or pay-per-view i fucking don't know but um you guys know what i'm talking about like you pay to view this fight is that still a thing like i'm fully aware that there's like a community out there of people who still do this that's so weird to me like i can't even imagine paying like to watch two men or two women just hit each other in a ring is that really that amusing like i'm honestly just shook that okay <laughs> okay I'm done with this. Okay, so back to this whole story. Um, this one involves this guy. His name's Kane Velasquez. Apparently, he's some, like, big-time former UFC heavyweight champion who was just recently charged with attempted murder. Um, yeah, when I saw the headlines for this, it was something that like, I had to look into because, you know, I'm, like, really big into MMA. But, I mean, I didn't really didn't even think I was going to be so into the story until I read more about it. And I was like, this is fucking insane. There's going to be a documentary made about this because it is nuts. Um, now a little more backstory on Velazquez. He's a former two-time UFC heavyweight champion and is regarded as one of the best heavyweight fighters of all time. He's the last person that I would want to fuck with or have anything to do with if he's like, you know, like that good at like fighting. He recently retired from the MMA in 2019 and had a brief stint in WWE before, before being released on the onset of the coronavirus pandemic in 2019. 20. He is now a coach and has been coaching long time at an American kickboxing academy in San Jose in which he owns. So that's a little history on Velasquez. I mean, if you all... I mean, if y'all are not, like, into the MMA community like I am, then there's a little bit of information in the background on him. So, like, he's a big-time fighter. Like, he's a big name. Everybody knows him. And apparently he's well-loved. Like, everyone loves him. And there's been a lot of support around him in this case where he's been charged with attempted murder like isn't that crazy there is people in support of him what he was trying to do so let me get into this a little bit um let me go to the victim here now the 
It's weird because he's a victim in this case, but he's not a victim in the crimes that he committed prior. A man by the name of Harry Eugene Gularte is currently being charged with allegedly molesting a child under the age of 14 years old. Um, now, this isn't just any child. This is Cain Velazquez's, one of his young relatives. It doesn't say exactly how he's related to this child, where this man is 43 years old, and he was recently released from custody on February 25th um, without any bail against him, and he was ordered to stay in home detention, remain 100 yards from any child under the age of 14, and wear an electronic monitoring bracelet. Now, he's accused of molesting and inappropriately touching a child who is under the age of 10, where this boy, under the age of 10, claims that Mr. Harry took him into the bathroom at a daycare center and touched his genitals more than a hundred times. Now, the little boy also said that Mr. Harry said to not tell anybody what had happened and basically was, like, telling him to never... Just like, oh, this is normal. Like, I could just touch your genitals. Like, it's normal. Don't tell anybody that I'm doing it, though. So... The child was like, yeah, he told me not to tell anybody, but here I am telling you. And also the child who um, came out against him said that he witnessed other kids go into the bathroom with him as well. Now, Harry has denied any wrongdoings in this, and he claims that, yes, he has once helped a child fix his pants because they were put on backwards, but that was the extent of it, and he has never touched any child. Now, what is also crazy about this is that this pedophile, Mr. Harry, lives in the same building as the daycare center is in, which the daycare center is owned by his mother. Is that not fucked up? His mother owns a daycare center, her son is a child molester, and he's over there at the daycare touching these little kids. Oh my god. And now the mother is in complete denial, and she claims that she does not believe the allegations against her son. As I mentioned before, this little child was a young relative of Cain Velasquez, the heavyweight champion of the UFC, two-time, big-time, boom-boom-pow punching man. And he did not enjoy knowing that a man was molesting one of his younger relatives. Relatives. I mean, as anybody would, I would feel the same, you know, I would be very upset and I would want to kill this person. And now Cain Velasquez tried to do just so. <laughs> and that's what we get to in this case where he's charged with attempted murder. Now, as I mentioned before, Mr. Harry had to wear a ankle monitor, basically, to track where he was all the time. It is said that as Mr. Harry was on his way to obtaining um, this um, electronic monitoring bracelet is when... Velazquez and his boys started the chase. This chase was a high-speed chase and it lasted 11 miles through San Jose, where Mr. Velazquez was ramming <laughs> ramming Mr. Harry's truck and then also fired a 40 caliber handgun multiple times into the truck. Now, in Mr. Harry's truck was not only himself, but also two older relatives, um, his stepfather and somebody else. I don't fucking know. <laughs> But his stepfather, who was 63 years old, was struck once in his arm and torso from two gunshots, And but he's expected to survive. His injuries were not life-threatening. Now, from the DA's office, um, here's a quote that they said that it's, the sad tragedy is that Mr. Velasquez chose to take the law into his own hands, endangering the public and everyone in the truck, which... This act of violence also causes more pain and suffering to his family. I mean, I agree with that because you can't just be out here 
taking the law into your own damn hands and like chasing people in the car like you know you could hit a pedestrian you could shoot somebody else that wasn't involved in this um you know really he was endangering a lot of other people you know people that were not involved in what he was what his main target was now after this all happened apparently like he got away or he just like gave up and like stopped trying to kill him i guess i don't know but he was found and arrested afterwards during a traffic stop so they arrested mr velasquez kane and he is being charged with many many different counts a total of 10 that could carry more than 20 years of jail time if he is convicted currently being tried for attempted murder shooting at an occupied motor vehicle or aircraft three counts of assault with a firearm, three counts of assault with a deadly weapon, willfully discharging a firearm from a vehicle, and carrying a loaded firearm with intent to commit a felony. Honestly, he's most likely not going to get charged on all of them. He's currently being held without bail at the Santa Clara County Jail. The MMA community, the UFC community, like, I don't even know. It's, this is, like, honestly, like, this whole community is really in relation to, uh, like, Marvel and, like, DC. Like, I honestly could not tell you the difference. Like, is there a difference in MMA between the UFC? I have honestly no idea. So, on, I don't even know, I don't even know who these people are, but apparently there's this big GoFundMe to raise money for, um, Cain Velasquez's family raising money for his legal fees and I'm like uh, like don't these people make a lot of money in these fights like I feel like I remember like Floyd Mayweather like making millions of dollars off of one fight and I mean if you're at this level and you're winning these UFC titles like don't you have a lot of money you know so I'm like why are people raising more money for him like raise money for like the homeless or hungry children <laughs> but they're raising money for him i don't know i wanted to just read quickly a quote from the ufc president dana white um which i have heard of him before so i say his name like i like i know dana and dana white he's very outspoken in the political world so that's how i kind of know his name and know a little bit about him he makes a really good statement so let me read it here dana white says i obviously feel sorry for him and his family it's a horrible thing i don't know enough details to speak on it but from what i've heard we all say we'd do it if it ever happened to us but kane did it and that is so true because honestly you think about it right now if there was a man touching your child who was under the age of 10 more than 100 times you would want to do the same so in that regard, I can definitely see why people are in support of Cain Velasquez. But honestly, you think about it, like, would you really do the same? Like, would you really do the same? I can't say that I would do a 11-mile high-speed chase through San Jose, firing a 40 caliber gun multiple times, ramming a truck. You know, that seems like some Grand Theft Auto type of shit. Like, I honestly can't say that I would do that. But I would definitely want to punish this man the most I could in a legal way. I think that's the base, best way to say it. <laughs> but I mean, I can honestly see why he would do such a thing, but then also see like, bro, like, you know, you can't just go out there endangering the public. There's pedestrians. Like, this isn't like the boonies of Vermont where Megan's from. This is like the streets of San Jose. Like, it's busy. Highways. You can't be doing that shit. Like, you could hit somebody with your car. You could fire, you know. I just wanted to bring this case to light because, yeah, I mean, it was like UFC attempted murder. Like, that's so boring. You know, he probably already has anger issues. But, like, this case is so deep. I'm interested to see how this case plays out. 
Alright, so the next story I wanted to bring you guys, it's just like a quick little baby Britney update, as Megan likes to say. Um, but it's just in regards to the queen and the queen's status and surviving COVID-19. It's just like a quick little update, but the queen, if you guys haven't heard, and I'm shocked we didn't report it here and come on tap, but the queen, the queen Elizabeth tested positive back in February 20th is when we first heard of the queen's um positive test results now also the virus was like flowing around the royal families because not only did the queen test positive but also earlier that month in february prince charles was also tested positive for covid and this is his second time with the coronavirus his first diagnosis was in march of 2020 now that's insane. He must have... He got COVID right when it was all going down. He got, like, the hardest version of the virus, and he survived. And then he got COVID again, so he must have got, like, the Omicron version or something. You know, he's just trying all... He's just trying out all the different variations. He just really is testing his body to see if they can handle all of these different variations of the virus. <laughs> It is now said that the queen has since recovered from her stint with the coronavirus. She is back and doing well. There's been sightings of her recently, which is really good. She's been hanging out with her grandkids. She's been hanging out with uh, Kate and Harry or William, with, uh, whatever his name is. I don't even know his name. And did you guys know that the queen is 95 years old? And this was a big year for her. She's been reigning as the queen for 70 years or something. And that's, that's the longest reign in the history of royalty. Like, I'm so sorry. I don't even know what I'm talking about. But I just know that she is setting records here. But good for her. She's 95 years old and she survived COVID. Honestly, I don't know what they're pumping in her veins to keep her going, but I need some of that. Now, Prince Charles has provided a health update on the monarch, Miss Queen Elizabeth, um, on Tuesday of this week, sharing that she is a lot better now, and her case was very mild. It was a bit worrying as the queen was getting on a bit, but I think she's absolutely wonderful. I just wanted to give a little update on the queen's status. She's doing much better now. She's resuming her regular activities. That's just a little baby update on Queen Elizabeth. Alright guys, for the final story of today's episode, we have one that's pretty chilling and I'm so sad that Megan's not going to be here for it because we both equally love to talk about the the dismembering of bodies. If you guys don't recall our episode on Joel Guy Jr., go back to season one. I don't know what episode it is, but just look for Joel Guy Jr. And he dismembered his mother's body and put her head in a boiling pot on the stove. So this story is kind of similar to that one, and it just recently happened back in late February. I'm going to be here today to report it to you guys. I'm going to talk about it with Megan on Friday when she comes in because... This is a doozy, so let me get right into it. So we're heading off into Wisconsin, which is very interesting because whenever there's a meth murder or something involving drugs, it's most of the time, as you guys know, Florida. But this is over in Wisconsin. Like, honestly, I didn't even know Wisconsin even had meth. Obviously, I know meth is everywhere, but like Wisconsin in a meth case, like this is pretty bizarre already. So let me get into it. The headline reads, mom's discovery of son's sever head in bucket leads to murder charge for Wisconsin woman. Now this woman is none other than a 24 year old with a very difficult last name. Of course, I mean, we wouldn't be talking about anybody else on this 
podcast if they didn't have a hard name to pronounce. So bear with me. Her first name is really easy. Taylor. Shab Business. I can't even make that up. Shab Business. S-C-H-A-B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S. Shab Business. So we're just going to call her Taylor. Yes, she is the suspect who allegedly put her boyfriend's head in a bucket in which the boyfriend's mother found. So let's go back to that day of the discovery of the head in the bucket. Now, police were called to the scene on February 23rd. The mother says that she was awakened in her home by the sound of a slamming door between 2 and 3 a.m. as she went downstairs to check on a light that had been left on. There is where she made the gruesome find and also spotted dried blood on a nearby mattress. So in the basement, the police recovered the head and a male organ. Now, they put the male organ in quotations, so I'm assuming they're talking about a penis. That would only make sense. And in a separate tote, a storage tote, the upper torso was in there, and also some knives. They found Taylor at her home, where she in fact had dry blood on her clothing. <laughs> and also in her van, they also located a crock pot, crock pot box containing what the complaint says additional human body parts, including legs. I just love how they're in a crockpot box. Where was the crockpot? Did they just buy the crockpot? Was the crockpot in the mother's basement? Like, what's going on? Why is it in a crockpot box? And like, why can't they just say box? Like, they had to say crockpot box? Oh, were they making meth in the crockpot? I think that was it. Now, apparently, Taylor had allegedly told the officers that she and the victim had smoked meth while spending the previous day together, and then after arriving at his mother's home, they engaged in sex and incorporated chains, during which Taylor allegedly says that she blacked out at times, but just went crazy and started to strangle him. Now, she also alleges that she didn't mean to kill him, but she enjoyed the choking and continued to do it. That's some crazy ass shit. Now, this bitch is nuts. She is crazy. She is here to play games with everybody. She responded and also alleges to tell police that they were going to have fun trying to find all of the organs as she dismembered the body. She stated that she used knives that she obtained from the kitchen of the residence and that a bread knife worked the best because of the serrated blade. Wow, she's like giving out all the tips right now. Like, she's really the suspect, but she really is confirmed. Like... She's confirming that she actually fucking did it. She's 24 years old. 24! And she's giving tips of like, oh yeah, use the bread knife because it has a serrated blade and it could cut through the body easier. Like, I can't even imagine. Goes on to tell officers that she would that they would find the knives in a black bag along with additional body parts in the basement. So she's just like scattering these body parts in the basement, which is fucking insane. Now, she also makes this comment where at one point she says that she got paranoid and lazy and that she thought it was the dope that was making her paranoid. She stated that the plan was for her to bring all of the body parts with her, but she got lazy and only ended up putting the leg and foot in the van and she forgot the head. Well, girl, you forgot the head, you forgot the penis, and you forgot the torso that you put in a tote. I don't know if you just got lazy or if you just, like, you forgot that you left that shit there. She's currently being held on a cash bond of two million dollars. I mean, that's insane. She's being charged with first degree intentional homicide, mutilating a corpse, and third degree sexual assault. She's currently being held in the Brown County Jail. Her next scheduled court appearance is scheduled for later this month, so we'll definitely be keeping you guys updated. Go over to our Instagram page and check out th this photo of her, Miss Taylor Shabusiness.
she should be working on her own ship business and not like trying to handle everyone else's ship business. Yeah, head over to her Instagram page. She just looks, she just looks like she would cut up a body, honestly. And she's really, you know, she's got great features. She doesn't look like a meth head. We'll definitely be keeping you guys updated on any future proceedings with Miss Taylor's ship business. And honestly, how many years she gets, it's going to be pretty destined that she's going to get life in prison. Well, already, guys, that's all I have for you guys today on this episode of Crime on Tap. I am so glad that you guys have joined me this morning to talk about some current in the news crimes. You know, we talked about the most beloved Pharaoh Abraham and her journey on healing. We talked about Cain Velasquez, the queen, and then also Miss Taylor business. So I'm really hoping you guys enjoy this episode. I know it was a little bit different for me. You know, I felt a little bit out of my element without my partner in crime on tap, you know, partner in crime. I miss her and I know all of the tappers miss her as well. So if you guys are enjoying what Crime on Tap is putting out be sure to head over to our instagram page at crime on tap pod be sure to slide into our dms you know message us interact we love to hear from you guys listen to us on all the major streaming platforms head over to spotify apple podbean breaker breaker whatever that one is just be sure to listen on all of them it really helps us out in our journey to getting 50 unique listeners but i mean that's all i got for today's episode guys so go enjoy your monday enjoy the rest of the week and we'll see you guys back here on friday for our regular schedule programming with megan we'll see you guys next time where crime is always on tap.